in verse 6, and we won't do a lot of review because I've been covering this for a while. We're going to backtrack just a little bit, and we'll see how far that we will go. I'm going to finish this out. Uh, it won't be this week, maybe next week. It was the will of God for Sister Arredondo to minister on Sunday. It was God's will. It was God's will. Professor, before I forget, Professor, sir, Reverend, I just need to chat with you a few minutes after service. It's all good. He's going to come in there singing, me, 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 me. (laughs) Okay, let me get my serious face on. Verse 6. Furthermore, he said to me, son of man, do you see what they are doing? great abomination that the house of Israel commits here to make me go far away from my sanctuary. Now turn again and you will see greater abominations. And so here God was showing a vision to Ezekiel. Unsby knowing to the people that God was aware of what they was doing in secret. They was doing it in the house of God, the sanctuary, the tabernacle, the dwelling place of God Almighty. And it had been going on for so long that God began to reveal this to the man of God. It's amazing and that the enemy will, will tell us just because judgment hasn't fallen and no one is aware of it. An immature saint will continue to transgress God's word. But it's not done in secret like they think it is. These people felt like it was done in secret. And God said, I need to expose some things to you as the man of God. Now, let's go to Luke chapter 8. Everything's going to sit around verse 6. Luke chapter 8. And we're going to pick it up at verse 16. I believe Pastor R. Jackson had commented on these on these scriptures and talked about them. But when I was studying today, God brought this to my mind. When the Lord was showing him this vision, it, it was obvious to Ezekiel that the people did not know that God was revealing their transgressions. So Luke 8 and verse 16 says, no one, when he has lit a lamp, now watch this here, you light a lamp with a purpose. No one, when you light a lamp, covers it with a vessel. Now who's going to cover a lamp with a vessel? Why, why light it? Or put it under a bed. And, and some of our beds, not that high, where you can get a lamp up under there. <clears throat> but set it on a lamp stand. Use it for its intended purpose, <clears throat> that those who enter may see the light. Now, he said, this is the only purpose <clears throat> that we're going to light a lamp, and this is why we'll use the lamp. Now, understand the principle here as we go to verse 17. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed. When we say, I'm going to camouflage it, I'm going to hide it from God. I'm going to hide it from the man of God. I'm still going to walk into the house of God. I'm still going to lift my hands, lift my voice, whatever position I have. I'm still going to perform it to the best of my ability, but I'm concealing something in my sanctuary from God. 
Now, we're talking about this physical structure. That's why we're not letting certain things in here. But I'm also talking about this sanctuary, your temple, your body. So he said, and you may, it may go for a while, but somewhere, somehow, it's going to be revealed. And not anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Therefore, take heed how you hear. In other words, she hit it last, I think it was Sunday. Pay attention to how you understand. Make sure you understand the word of God correctly. Make sure the word of God is being rightly divided. You know, I heard some people, they've thrown out the word of God, and it's not rightly divided at all. And boy, and they'll just stick out their, they'll stick out their chest, you know, like, you know, I know the word. No, you don't know the word. You're quoting word, but it's not rightly divided. So he said this here, therefore, take heed how you understand. Make sure you're understanding what the word of God is saying. For whosoever has, has what? Has understanding. And you have to pursue understanding. When you hear something you don't understand, God, help me to understand. God, make it plain to me what you're trying to say. Some things take some effort on our part. It's amazing. You know, last year when I got that little Honda Accord to, to, to run around in and everything, and, and all these gadgets, the guy wanted to show me everything. I'm thinking, man, I ain't got time for this. I read the book. <laughs> Couldn't connect my Bluetooth. Man, and I love the Apple Play. Man, I could just hit that thing and talk back and forth. And the thing goes, excuse me, I can't understand what you're saying. And I tell him, your mama. <laughs> I'm fig- I-, I can figure this out. You got to pay attention. You got to make some effort. And so I had to get the manual out and read it. And make sure I understand the manual in order to use the, the, the functions that, that the car has. It's the same way with the Word of God. You got to make some effort sometime to understand what the Word of God is truly saying. Whosoever has to him will be given. In other words, if you have understanding, you pursue it. God will give you more understanding. But whosoever does not have, <laughs> they don't pursue it. They don't try to understand it. And it's not just understanding, applying it. Even what he seems to understand will be taken from him. And that's a good thing. Because some people, when they, some people you can't talk, they just know everything. When, when they really don't know nothing. You, I like the way I say they don't know nothing. And so God said what they do understand, I need to take that understanding. You know why? Because they're going to try to always walk in debt. And so here, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. When we look at this in Ezekiel chapter 8 and verse 6, they was doing some things and they thought, it was concealed, but nothing hidden, nothing is hidden from God. It will be revealed. And I am trying to stay away from some things right now. So let's, we, we, we're going to go back. We, last week, week before last, we talked about Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 the Bible said there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Robini. Depends on where you're from. Said, Rabbi, 
We know your teacher comes from God, for no one can do these miracles that you do except God bewitch him. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of details. Nicodemus, we understand he was a part of the Sanhedrin's council. He was one of the ruling elders of that day and that time. But Nicodemus, there was something that Nicodemus saw that provoked him to seek the Lord out. And he made this statement. We know your teacher comes from God. So the word teacher, so he heard him say something. And what he heard him say, he, he never heard before. But yet, there was something in here that said there's something to what he's saying. We know your teacher come from God. No man or no one can do these miracles, these signs, these wonders that you do except God be with him. The, 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 the beauty of this is that Nicodemus sought him out. He wanted to understand what he's seen. He wanted to understand what he heard. He wanted to know all about it. And listen, because he pursued understanding, we're not going to get into verse 3 in there, God began to open his eyes to what was going on. Now, I want us to go to, I didn't put this down, but let's go, let's go to, uh, Let's go somewhere. Let's go to Exodus chapter 3. I did write it down. I, I, I want to, if the only time you get into the Word of God is on Sundays and Wednesdays, and you never go back and, and try to uh, study what, what has went forth, then there's no way you're going to grow. That's why we have people that have been in this thing for years, and they're still in the same place. And every wind of doctrine come along, it messes them up. Now, now watch this here. There's something about pursuing understanding. And when you go to investigate what you have heard, God will turn his attention to you. But if you don't investigate what you have heard, then God is not obligated. He's not going to force you to understand the word that has went forth. You know, if I, if I find a good place to eat, or I heard there's a good place to eat, we tried one place when I got some, some barbecue Sunday. It was D. Willie's. I wish I would have talked to y'all first. <laughs> I should have went to Brother Herrera's house or Brother Pickett's or something, you know. They need to take the D off the Willies. Drop the W-2 and it's Illies. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. Watch this here. Now, if, if, if God... If, if God is going to increase your understanding, I'm going to get off track here a little bit, but this, this came to me. If you're going to grow in God, I want you to notice something here in verse 1. Now, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert. And came to Harry, the mountain of God. Now, what I find interesting here is if God's going to open your understanding, if he's going to give you more, then you got to be busy doing what God has already given to you. There are some people, they want understanding. They, they want all this, this giftings and everything, and they're not do, you're not doing what God has already put in your hand. Yes. Moses was busy 
about his father-in-law business. He was doing what was put in his hand. The Bible said in verse 2, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked, now watch this here, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Now, so in order for the details to be there, then Moses was really studying what he saw. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Watch this here. And and why the bush does not burn. I want to understand what's going on here. I want to investigate what I see with my eyes. I want to know why the bush is burning, but it's not consumed. And so when God seemed that he turned to investigate, God began to call him by name. When God sees some of us open the word of God up at home and try to apply what we heard and try to understand it, then God will turn and God will begin to call your name in order to give you more. Does it make any sense? Now, Now watch this here. And he may call your name early in the morning. Verse 4, so when the Lord, watch this here. When the Lord saw, oh, that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Now he said, here I am. (laughs) But prior to that, God didn't call his name. But when he said, I want to know why. So this, this, this is the key. Nicodemus wanted to know. He, he said, man, we know your teacher come from God. No one can do these miracles, these wonders, these signs, these supernatural, except God be with him. So he pursued him to investigate How in the world is this stuff coming about? Now, our question is, where did he see it? What did he see? And what did he hear? So we don't see the principle of Ezekiel chapter 8 and verse 6, where they're allowed some things in the house of God, and they were trying to push God's spirit far away. There's somebody I wish they was here tonight, and they may never come back. But I I got a word for that individual. And we're going to get there in just a second. And so, we looked in John chapter 2, verse 13 through verse 25 or verse 26. So, I'm not going to go back and look there. We're going to look at the same story in the book of Matthew Chapter 21. So let's let's go there. Matthew 21, verse 12. We're going to start at verse 12. There are just certain things that cannot be allowed in the house of God. There are certain things in our physical body if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, that cannot be allowed in this temple. So Matthew 21, and let's look at verse 12. Then Jesus went into the temple. Oh, man. I'm going to show you something later on. Hopefully we get there tonight. And Jesus went into the temple, the house of God, the dwelling place of God. And he drove out all those who brought and sold in the temple. Now, we understand this because I have covered this. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, he's he's quoting this from the Old Testament, it is written, my house, 
He's acknowledging, wow, man, I don't want to get ahead. It's at my, my house. Whose house is it? God's house. Shall be called a what? He said, but you have. He said, but you, you, you have made it a den of thieves, a dwelling place of thieves. In other words, a dwelling place where people was being robbed of their finances, robbed of their material things. And, and the biggest thing, they was robbed of their time and they was robbed of the relationship with God. All this was going on in the house of God. And so he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Now, it's amazing. The word prayer there means a house of worship. When we worship God, we acknowledge him for who he is. It's not only a house of worship. It's also an oratorial chapel. What they mean by that is a place where a skilled or eloquent speaker speak. When we look at the word skilled or eloquent, it's someone that God has gifted to minister. So my house shall be called a house of worship, a house where someone is speaking the things of God. It is also shall be called a house of praise where we magnify God with everything that we have. Because now our sacrifices is not the sacrifices of an animal. Hebrews 13, 15 says this here. Therefore by him, let us continue to offer the sacrifice of praise. The sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So in the sanctuary, in the temple, in the house of God, there should be worship, acknowledging God for who he is. There should be a speaker that's rightly dividing the word of God. And there shall be the fruit of our lips, uh, giving praise to God uh, Almighty. Somebody say amen. I don't get it when people say, well, this is the way I am. I, I'm not demonstrative. Come on, friend. You're demonstrative about everything else when you walk into the house of God. It is a sacrifice of praise. Has God been good to you? Did God pull you out? Did God wake you up this morning? Oh, my God. Did God close you today? Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody have a right mind today because of God. It is a sacrifice of praise sometime. Praise him when you don't feel like it. Praise him when you're sick in your body. Praise him when things are not going right. Praise him when you're down. Praise him when your back so, is backed up against the wall. Give God the glory. Hallelujah. So he said, you can be seated in Jesus' name. He said, so my house, my, my house shall be called a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. But he, he ran everything out of the house of God. That should not be there. And look what happened when he restored and put the house of God in order. I know it's my soapbox. We're not going to sell candy in here. We're not going to have coffee here. We're not going to have donuts here. We're not going to have people dressing up as Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny. We're not going to do it in the house of the living God. You're robbing God. You're robbing the people of a relationship with God. And everybody is doing it. I'm about to get in trouble. Pastor RJ said, get in trouble, Bishop. Okay. 
This is what you have to do to draw people to the house of God. We know how to draw people to the house of God. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw, come on somebody, all men unto me. And they was proud of it. And, and I couldn't say anything. On the inside, I'm thinking, I want to tear the sign up. And I had to go silent because I'd be going. When, when, when the house of God was put in order, look what happened in verse 14. Then, when, when he drove everything out, when he put the house of God in order, then the blind and the what? They, they what? They came where? And hey, friend, if Jesus is not in the house, it will sound in brass in a tinkling cymbal. But the Bible said, where two or three are gathered together, in my name, there am I in the midst of them. How many know Jesus is in the house? Oh, yes, he is. And so the, the blind and the lame came to him in the temple. Oh, my God. When they came, the Bible said, and he what? I am telling you in the Holy Ghost. God has been speaking it through the gifts of the Spirit. We're getting things in order. We're getting things ready. And we're going to lift up the name of the Lord. And God's going to draw them into the house of the Lord. Man, I don't want to get in trouble. It's not because we're going to be giving things away. It's not because of door prizes. It's because God is in the house. And God will draw them to a house that's in order. And God will heal them, fill them. Deliver them and set them free. So that's the physical house. Ever get ready to read. But God's not only going to draw them to that physical place. Because when you're out and about on your jobs, in your neighborhoods, in the grocery store, at McDonald's, Whataburger, Popeyes. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right now. D. Willies. <laughs> Look, I was just hungry. And, and you know, we got some baby fat ribs, I mean, some baby back ribs. I couldn't even find the meat on there. Y'all feel bad for your bishop, just bring some barbecue on Sunday. <laughs> I'll test it. I'll let you know if it's good or not. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just picking. God's not only going to draw them to this place, but when this house is in order, God's going to draw them to you. These signs shall Follow those, come on somebody, that what? In my name they shall, oh, they shall speak with what? Oh, my goodness. The Bible said that they shall take up serpents. They shall lay hands on the sick and they. Is that not the word of God? Is that not the word of God? God is not a liar. Brother Penn just testified how God healed his body. But, but God cannot draw them to us if our house is not in order. Oh, man, we, we, we got to look at something in the Word of God here. You know, how, how many people embarrass God? We tell them, our God can do it. Our God can take care of it. Our God will make a way. 
Let me pray for you. You pray for them and nothing happened. It can't because you have pushed his spirit. That's good. Because something is in your house that should not be there. Somebody say amen. We're going to put this house in order that no matter where I'm at, God can draw somebody to me. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. When my wife and I used to walk, she don't want to walk anymore. I don't know, but I'm willing. I'm willing to do it. I, I, I remember when Brother Mike was there when, when a guy came and told me, that's the only time Brother Mike ever let me sit in a vehicle that he has. But anyway, he let me sit in the front seat with him. And, and the guy was saying, you know, the, the guy recovered from COVID because I was told when I was out there walking. I was walking by myself that morning. My wife didn't get up. She had a meeting with the comforter. <laughs> and it wasn't the Holy Ghost. Brother Thomas, you're a good man. I heard you got your wife a 2022 Highlander for, for a birthday or anniversary. So what you going to get for the anniversary? <laughs> you going to get a house? <laughs> Man, you're a good man. Let's give him a hand for treating his wife like that. Awesome. Now, so he told me, and I said, we'll pray. God drawed the man to me. And I, and I prayed. I know there was others praying, but God did raise him up. And he didn't die like they said he was going to die. Yes, and I got a chance to meet him. There's another time I was walking and, and, and I was told about this lady had some blockage somewhere. And they said, pray. Could you please pray? I said, yes, I, I'll pray. And I remember walking. I was by myself that morning too. I was walking and a lady was outside. I said, how you doing, ma'am? She go, how you doing, Sonny? No, she didn't. Anyway. <laughs> I said, hey, I prayed for you. I, I had no shame. I prayed for you, ma'am. She said, thank you because I'm doing better. When this house is in order, God would draw people to you. Somebody say amen. So, Elder, let's read this in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 16. And what agreement? Okay, one second. We're going to let them throw it up on the board. I mean, they're not going to throw it up there, but they're going to put it up on the board. All right, sir. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? Now, now notice it. What agreement has the, the, the temple of God with idols? Idols. 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 Idol is it's a statue. It's a figure. It can be a person, place, a thing that has more influence in your life in your actions, your behavior, and your time than God. Young lady, that boy, you are giving him all your time. Be mad at me. You may not come back anymore, but you better hear your bishop, and you are warned. He is an idol in your life. You better thank God you got a shepherd. We're going to get to a place, and it, it talks about some shepherds. They're, they're dumb dogs, and they can't bark. This is not a dumb dog, and I'm a barking shepherd. Somebody say amen. 
Not like Doshe. <laughs> Hannah Dahl with that little chihuahua coming <laughs> That's all right, because he only talked noise when Hannah was behind him or when I was behind him, because he said, that's my bag up right there. One agreement has to temper God with idols. When this idol has more influence, you better hear me. When you change your schedule, oh my God, you'll miss the house of God. You'll leave early. You better hear me in the Holy Ghost. You'll do everything because you want to be on their time table. That is an idol in your life. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? I'm not saying it's wrong to do some things, but it cannot have more influence in your life than God Almighty have in your life. Okay, Elder, let's keep going. For you are the temple of the living God. Well, who's the temple of the living God? You are. If you have the Holy Ghost, you are the temple. Somebody say, I'm the temple. Oh, come on now. Say, I'm the temple. I'm the temple of the living God. I am. I done rubbed somebody the wrong way. That spirit, it, you, you're not going to shut my mouth. You're not, not going to shut my mouth. I will preach against sin. I will warn this congregation that you can make whatever decision you want, but it will not be without me opening my mouth and me declaring what is right and what is wrong. Hey, friend, we got to make it to the kingdom of God. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Let's keep going, Adam, before I get in trouble again. You are the temple of the living God. Watch this here. As God has said. What? Who said? God. Oh, also, I'm just repeating the word of God. It's not the first United Pentecostal Church. It's not the UPCI. It's not any organization, but it's the word of the living God. And you are the temple of God Almighty. Watch this here. I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Uh-huh. Now watch this here. Therefore, come out from among them. Who is the them? It's the idols. Whatever has more influence in your life. The Lord said you got to come out from among them. You got to detach yourself away from them. You cannot have God and have idols at the same time. Watch this here. And be separated, says the Lord. Says who? The Lord. Now, I, Bishop, you're just so mean in your preaching. Says who? Lord. Says who? Lord. Is that not the word of the Lord? God loves you more than the bishop loved you. And I got to be a mouthpiece of God Almighty. Being separate said, the Lord, you got to separate yourself. There's some things you cannot have in this body. Watch this here. Do not touch what is unclean. Ah. And you, I, one, one second. You know what the word touch me? It's not like this. Now, my wife didn't move because y'all were watching this. <laughs> when I move, you moved. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's not talking about a touch like that. The word touch mean do not, say it again, harm. It's, it's, it's pretty close. And, and you can harm is, is when you... It's me. Do not attach yourself to it. And some of us have attached ourselves to things that have more influence in our life than God has. Do not attach yourself to these things. Do not attach 
yourself to what is unclean, friend. It doesn't matter if the world said it's clean. You better hear me. It's what God said is unclean. It doesn't, oh, man. The world right now is saying what's, what's right is wrong. And what's wrong is right. I'm finna get in trouble here. But you know me by now. I, hey, it doesn't matter to me who they put on Supreme Court, so let me make that clear. But when you don't define what a woman is, you better hear me in the Holy Ghost. I don't care if she's the same color of my skin. That has no factor. It's the Word of God. There is a difference. God made male and female. Somebody say amen. amen. There's no such thing, Disney, as transgender. Don't try to tell me it's right. And I heard you can be seated on the radio when they had some of their CEOs and said, we, they said this, we don't have enough queer characters. You better watch what your kids is watching because they're trying to tell you this is right. Just because the world says right and man says right, it doesn't mean that it's right according to the word of God. God don't make mistakes. You better hear me in the Holy Ghost. I don't care what color the person is. So I want you to understand me. But when you say you don't know what a woman is, and I'm not taking it out of content. Politics has no place in the life of a Christian. Ooh, I'm going to get in trouble. And I, I, I know for a fact God told me some people not, they're not a part because they don't like me getting on this because they have people that are close to them that live that lifestyle. Look, we'll love them, but I never tell you it's all right. Oh, man. I don't got off track. God's going to bring them to a house that's in order. Somebody say amen. What's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. Oh, man. You can be seated. Look, I had that in my notes. I wasn't playing on saying none of that stuff. But it's obvious God prompted me to say it for a reason. You cannot attach yourself to what is unclean according to the word of God. Oh, man. Let's keep reading, Elder. And I will receive you. And he said, hey, I, I who's going to receive us? God. Now, who do we want to receive us? God of the world. Who do we want to hear say, well done, thy good and faithful servant? Come on, somebody. It's got to be more than being accepted by your peers. Ah, oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. It's got to be more than fitting in with everybody. It doesn't matter if they don't accept us. God is the one. And I know I'm not accepted by a lot of people, but as long as God is pleased with me, it does not matter. God shed his blood for me. God died on the cross for me. God forgave me of my sins. So he's telling if this body is going to be in order, you can't attach yourself to what is unclean. And the Lord said, what did he say, Elder, at the end of that? I will receive you. All right, as read verse 18. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So God, God said it. God said So just like, and let's go back to Matthew chapter 21. Just like when he cleaned out the physical temple, 
the blind and the lame began to come to him, and he healed them. Oh, man. <laughs> rats. I don't even like rats. Mice. I don't like them neither. Dog, cat. <laughs> Just like this temple, when it is in order, God's going to draw people to us. But there's people trying to walk in, in the authority and the giftings of God. And they got other stuff going on in their temple. And God cannot operate through them. And, and, and if we know people and they say that God is operating through them, listen, friend. There may be some operating through them. My beloved, believe every spirit. God is trying to take us to a place where we have never been, but yet it is biblical. And God will draw people to us, and we will pray for them. We'll give them a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. They'll know only God knew something like that. We'll lay hands on them. They'll come to the house of God. Their life will be changed. God will deliver them. Don't tell me God don't want to do it. God desired to do it, but he said the body must be in order. So let's go back to Matthew. Right, this is as far as we're going to get tonight. <laughs> I thought we was going to get farther. Matthew 21, 12. Oh, I forgot to have Benjamin account tonight. I'm going to have a little Benjamin account. He's going to count to 100, and he's going to count to 1 to 29, and he's going to say 100. So, <laughs> Verse 14, we read, then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But watch this here. But when the chief priests, oh, okay, the religious leaders and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, they knew it was wonderful, and I don't think we'll get there tonight. Nicodemus was there. He saw these things. In his whole ministry, he never seen anything happen like this in the house of God. You know why? They had things in the house of God that should not be there. Then watch this here. So when they saw all the wonderful things, all which he did, and the children crying out, in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the Son of God. They were upset. Men, even the kids, when the house of God is in order, no, they may not grasp everything, they may not catch everything, but they could, they'll know what they feel and they'll know it's God and they'll respond to it. Don't get mad at Bishop because God said no Sunday school. When the house of God is in order, the kids will be blessed in the sanctuary. Somebody say amen. Oh, my God. We're going to go just a little bit farther. They said they seen the wonderful things. You, you would think they would rejoice with him. But listen, friend, <laughs> there's brother-ins, sister-ins, you, you know, they, they, I can't say in-between-ins. We don't believe in-between-ins. You either are. You're not are either. Or you're either. Now I just now I lost what I was going to say. So here we go. You would thought they would have been rejoicing to see what God was doing in the house of God, but the Bible said they was indignant, and they said to him, "Do you hear what these are saying?" And Jesus said to them, "Yes. Have you never read?" Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. In other words, you have matured praise because an infant and a child, they don't let any contamination get in their temple. They respond to what they feel, and there's no blockage there. They give pure praise unto God. Somebody say amen. 
That's what God wants when, when we walk into the house of the living God. There should be nothing in this temple that we give God pure praise. So they, they, they were upset. They were not happy. But uh, let me hit this last part for tonight. We're going to read this story in one more place. Do you ever make faces to yourself? <laughs> Musicians, you can come. Um, I'm not even going to start it because when we cover this, it, it's going to show us some things in the Word of God. What we're doing, even we, we're being led by God, we're doing things that we're just now getting the knowledge of. And the Lord showed me many times I ministered from this part and... Um, but I never went back and done the research. And I, I won't tell you because some of you are going to try to get ahead of me. But I'm telling you, we're doing some things right. We're doing some things. God showed me, I said, God, all this time, I, I, I never seen this. That's why certain things can happen in this sanctuary. That's why the gifts of the Spirit can operate in this sanctuary. I'm going to show you next week. We're going to keep going. But whatever we do, we cannot, we cannot allow some things to get in here to push God away. We can't let things come in this physical structure in order to push God away. And I'm going to say it again. There are certain things we will not allow in the house of God. And we're not doing it to be different. We're doing it to line up with the Word of God. We want the real the world need the real. They need to know that he's just not a fairy tale. He's not a good story. They need to know that our Jesus that we serve, he is real. And there is none like him. How many believe there? There's none like him. I want to say it again. There is none like him. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. You can stand all over the sanctuary. God said on Monday night, I think it was through Sister Hildebrand, that God said that there is a, was it a different, a, a deeper, um, I don't know who it was, dimension of giftings? What did, what did he say? An increase in, in the gift. And, and God said that we can handle it. We have people even judging us of the same faith right now. They say it's wildfire. Well, they don't even know what fire is. They got strange fire. And I hope you hear me. You got strange fire because you're doing everything to get people in there except obeying the Word of God. We even had people among us saying, I don't think the gifts should be operating like that all the time. God ain't talking to you. It's because some things are set in order. And say, so we've never seen this before. Well, maybe where you've been, it has not been set in order. And there hasn't been a liberty for God to be God in his own house. But God is going to be God in this house. Somebody better hear me. Wait till we cover some things next week. Man, I feel God. I can see in my mind somebody walking in. And you, you know I'm the biggest joker around, but, but I see in my mind somebody walking in, and their vision is not there. But they walk in here. They're led here. And the house of God is in order. And as they're walking down the aisle the best they can, all of a sudden, I hear the sound. I can see. No, you, you, you don't believe that. 
No, no, you, you, you don't believe God can do that. I see it in the Holy Ghost. I, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. God said, you put my house in order and I'll do what's written in my word. <laughs> Hallelujah. And guess what? Nobody will take the credit for it, friend. Because nobody will have to lay hands on them. It's because God is in our midst. And so we, we're going to make more progress next week. But this, this has to be our prayer. Lord, if, if there's anything in, in my temple, anything, I'm asking God that you reveal it to me and give me the ability to push it out. We're going to cover some stuff next week. Because God is trying to get some people ready. I, I won't tell you what God dealt with me about, Brother Lamar, but God dealt with me about you. And I had to ask God again. And I fell a witness in it. Whatever you do, move forward in your relationship. What man said you can't have it doesn't matter. I'm not going to tell you yet because every time I tell you, <laughs> it, it, it may mess you up and you may struggle with it and stuff. I want you struggling with anything. But I want you to progress in your relationship with God out of nowhere. Matter of fact, it started last night when I was standing over there. Felt God's presence. Just the thoughts going through my mind. We got to push some things out. Listen, one, the enemy wants to destroy some of us. Better hear me. If we got things right in our life, there's things God's going to let us have. But what, let me say it again, what type of shepherd would I be? Listen, everybody, everybody ain't called a pastor. Some people that want a pastor, you better make sure it's God. You don't know the prayers behind closed doors. You don't know how difficult it is for me to stand here sometime and have to make strong statements. You may think it's very easy. Bishop just up there just beating up on people and everything, saying that stuff. You don't know the tears. You don't know the struggle for me to obey God. Knowing I'm going to be judged. Knowing that people are going to hate my guts and stuff. But I have to remember, the Lord loves you more than I do. And the minute I become one of those dumb dogs, either God's going to move me out of the way, or he's going to just let you be devoured. I'm going to back up some scriptures there. God said, you're a dog. I said, well, they used to call me a dog in the world. No, 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 they did. He said, you're not going to let anybody come in and just snatch my people. And there are some, because they let anything in the sanctuary, the Bible said the shepherds are silent. And they come in and they devour everything. I'm speaking to a spirit right now. 
You want to come in? You want to devour our people? You want to mess with some of our single people and everything? And you don't want to line up to the Word of God? Don't think, I'm, don't think I won't obey God and come against that spirit. So we got to make sure nothing is there. And listen, friend, there, there are some things. Boy, you're going to say your bishop is caught in. No, he's real. There are some things in the world that I would love to be a part of. Man, I can't go to the clubs and dance no more. So I have to dance with Jesus. And dance with Jesus, you can't be doing no moonwalking. <laughs> there are some things, there, there, there are some events and stuff I, I would love to be a part of. But I know it's not God's will. And so I got to make sure I, I don't let that stuff get in my spirit. And, and let me tell you, and, and, and the First time I open the door and go participate in something like that, one, the enemy is going to make sure people see it. I'm going to affect a lot of people. Then he, when he come in, if you open it a little, he's going to bust in and, and just mess up everything. So I got to keep this temple pure. Nobody's perfect. I got to keep it clean. God is ready to use this body. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. You're not going to hear this. You're not going to hear. You know what I want to say, Sister Sandy. You're just not going to hear it. You're not going to hear this. You're not going to hear this across town. You're not going to hear it in some of our apostolic brethren. You won't hear it. And I'm not competing, but I'm telling you, if we're going to see a move of God, say it again. It's got to be who? It's got to be God. In this temple, you cannot have any idols in your temple. My last example, and we're going to pray. Years ago when I first walked into this truth and living for God, it was a growing process. Now, I still like sports today. And irregardless of what Brother uh, Pastor Hillebrand said, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys are a good team. Jerry Jones called me and I told him, look, you need to stop your sinning, but sit down and, you know, all that stuff. So, but it used to be, here I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Come to church on Sunday. And then we had Sunday night service. How many are thankful we don't have Sunday night service? Don't, oh, don't be shy. How many think we don't have Sunday night service? <laughs> I, I, somebody started to get up and start running. <laughs> Ain't moved in years. Here I am supposed to come walk in the sanctuary. Cowboys played a 12 o'clock game. Called it on the radio on the way out, and, and they lose. I'm talking to somebody. Real I am. It gets you down, and you drag yourself into the house of God, and you can't worship God because your team lost. And I know it's like that for a lot of you because the Spurs are losing a lot of games. <laughs> 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 
some of you are mad at me. Don't touch them. How, how would God feel you're walking in to praise and worship him? And say it again. You got your mind on out of Boy, you have me preach tonight. <laughs> man, when your wife is not with you, you just show off, man. <laughs> Are you watching, Sister Neil? You got a new man coming home. <laughs> Man. Hey, just stay out Sunday too. <laughs> He's doing good tonight. <laughs> Some of you are like that. Some of you, and it, I'm telling you, I feel it. And so we got to make sure there's nothing. Is there anything wrong with it? Keep it in the proper perspective. You that are single, is there anything wrong with relationships? There's nothing wrong with it as long as you check with the bishop. Keep it in the proper perspective. I like the enemy. Don't like his mama neither. I know we need to pray. So our prayers, God, if there's anything in my temple, that should not be there or has more influence in my life than you. I, I'm asking God, give me the ability to put it in its proper place or to cast it down. Whoo! 